In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Until we own our story for what it is, we will always try to find worth outside of it, writes professor, researcher, and Episcopalian Brene Brown. Until we own our story for what it is, we will always try to find our worth outside of it. In other words, our inherent value is revealed not in what we do for a living, or in who we know, or in what we achieve, but in who we are. And we come to know that identity through our story, where we come from, and who formed us along the way. As Christians, that story is, of course, told to us in Holy Scripture. In the Bible, human beings wrestle both with the presence of God and also our knowledge of ourselves. The Bible is our story as a people of faith, as the family of God, stumbling toward an understanding of who God intends for us to be, what God intends for us to do, how God intends for us to live. Today we heard two defining moments from our story, which reveal a great deal to us about the God-given worth in each one of us. That story, our story, begins in the wilderness, in the vast abyss of the desert. Now our ancestors knew that to journey through the desert was to accept uncertainty. When the wind blows, the sand shifts beneath your feet. The landscape is always changing. The walk is disorienting as you try to discern where exactly it is that you are headed. It is so easy to get lost. And so, of course, the desert is dangerous. Food and water are scarce. Not everyone leaves the desert alive. And it is there, in the dark of the night, in the middle of the desert, far away from everything we knew, that God begins our story. God appears to Abram, an old man, 99 years old, and promises him the impossible. I will make you a father, he says, and I will make Sarai, your wife, a mother. You will have a child, a son, an heir, and through him, countless people will call you their great ancestors. Through you, I will make my family. And to mark my promise to you, I will change your names from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. Now the couple was so old that their hopes of having a child had been forgotten lost so many years ago. God's promise to them is so outrageous, so unreasonable, that when Sarah finally does bear her promised son and holds him in her arms for the very first time, she laughs, for she knows 
that she is living in the impossible. God's family is rooted in the impossible. We do not exist by virtue of our own strength, our own good luck or grit or determination. God's family has come to be simply because God desired us. God crafted this family, calling us forth in the desert, the most dangerous place we knew, and promising to bring us home. And on that long journey home, God's family has found itself returning to the desert time and time again. Sometimes we bring ourselves to the desert. Sometimes we are forced there. Sometimes God calls us there himself. And every time we wander in that dangerous and uncertain place, we come to see ourselves more clearly. We see that we are prone to wander, prone to forget, prone to leave behind the God we love. But every time we wander, God calls us back. Every time we turn away from God, he helps us find our way to right relationship again. And it is for the sake of that family, for the life of that family, for the future of that family that God does the impossible again, emptying himself to be born into that family, living as one of us, taking up his cross to die, so that we, his family, might live. Jesus was willing to be betrayed, given into the hands of sinners, and to suffer death upon the cross for the sake, for the love of us, his family. You are worth so much to God that he took up his cross for you. He did not accept death for the general concept of humanity. He took up his cross for the sake of the life of each individual member of that family, personally. He took up his cross because he loves you. It's not the story we would have written for ourselves. This is not the God we would have crafted in our own image. Because that's not what we want love to look like. We want love to lead us to a balanced, happy, peaceful life. But that's our idol of love. That's not God's true love. If we were going to write the story of God's family, we, like Peter, probably would have tried to save Jesus from the anguish of the cross. But when Jesus takes up that cross, losing his life, so that we all might gain our own, he teaches us that God's love is so vast, so far beyond our own understanding, so much bigger than our logical minds can fathom. Because of that cross, God's family will live. Not just today, but beyond the grave and into eternity each and every day closer to that perfect final home, our dwelling place with God and one another 
just beyond the horizon. But how will we know our way? How will we find our path forward? Well, Jesus tells us quite clearly. Jesus has shown us the way, commanding us to take up our own crosses, which is to say that we are to love one another as God loves us, not our idol of what we think love should be, not the culture's vision of what love ought to look like, but God's true heart of sacrificial love. And Jesus promised us that when we serve, when we lay down our lives for others, when we give ourselves to one another freely in love, then we will discover true abundant life for those who lose their life for the sake of the gospel will find it. When I feel lost, when hope feels far away for me, when I worry that I'm not doing any good, when I doubt that I've been patient or kind enough, when I feel like I'm wandering in the desert, I try to return to the simple things, the opportunities the church gives me and all of us to lay down my life in small ways each and every day. I turn to the warehouse, to the liturgy, to the bedside. When I'm standing in an assembly line, bag in hand, packing food for kids, or visiting someone in the hospital, or singing a hymn in praise of God with you, the people I love, a quality of joy is close at hand, a little foretaste of life abundant. In those tiny moments, I feel as though I'm coming to life. And there is the miracle. We, God's family of ordinary people, do not have to spend our lives earning our worth and value, proving that we deserve to be loved. God has shown us our worth, calling us in the desert and loving us even to the cross so that we might be free to follow in his footsteps, taking up our own cross and allowing our lives to be transformed by love. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.